Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. everyone and welcome to another brand new spoiler review here from the geek buddies we're here to handle everything for the season finale of uh, moon knight here that finally the sixth episode series is over it's been a hell of a ride a lot of peaks and valleys a lot of people dying coming back to life out of egyptian mythology and then some guy we got some new heroes we got some the, we got some uh, new characters popping up right at the last second. We had some new superheroes being born, and a lot of stuff happened here in this finale. We're going to break it all down for you. Let's introduce ourselves first. I'm the outlaw, John Rogue. We appreciate it madly, brother. And John, if anyone would have said otherwise, you would have thought different with me. I, I thought this would have been the one that would have been smooth sailing and clear skies the whole way for me. Yeah. Not yeah. so. But hey, <laughs> can't win them all. Ah, and we're going to get into it. Just to remind you all, also, uh, uh, Carbon Health is a fantastic sponsor and powers everything we do here on the Outlaw Nation and the Geek Buddies specifically. They're so great. Go to CarbonHealth.com. Get checked out. they got 100 locations all over the country, 50-plus locations here in California. You can get COVID tested. Hey, the numbers are going up. They're testing you for COVID all over the place. They've got some cheap at-home kits that you can get with them. I think it's two for 20 or something like that. You can go and get with them. And also, they got an app that you can download for yourself, a dock in your pocket in case you have any health-related issues that pop up. You can easily go to that app and find a Carbon Health location near you virtually or in person they can help you out uh all right you know and a lot of people i'm sure harrow would would have used some car could have used some carbon health by the end of this episode that's for sure but this is the season finale we are live right now on the allo nation channel so please hit a like on this uh, uh video if you're watching it later leave a comment as well as hitting a like and if you want to send in stream labs or super chats we will answer them as we go along through the show uh, uh here we go all right mike vogel let's jump into this thing 
overall thoughts on the finale here from uh from marvel and disney plus mohammed diab coming to direct this finale here thoughts overall on how this wrapped up everything in this to be fair kind of up and down season of moon knight uh i feel pretty good about the finale i think it was a little rushed think it happened very fast um they sort of crammed a lot into that but it didn't feel like overly rushed it was just they could have taken some more time with stuff i think you know they took on a lot i think they didn't necessarily it wasn't like you said it wasn't the smoothest ride it's not you know top tier marvel shows on dv on disney plus as far as its execution but i was really happy where they stuck the landing i was particularly happy with it because based on the where they ended up and based on the post credit sequence it seems pretty clear to me that we'll be getting more Moon Knight in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we had said this maybe two or three episodes ago that all of this to me felt really good for an origin story of Moon Knight. But because yeah. we didn't see a lot of Moon Knight, particularly in those some of those early episodes, if this was all we were going to get, it felt like a disappointment. Whereas given the uh, post credit sequence, which we'll get to eventually, this mm-hmm. feels a lot more like... A lot of Marvel movies where you see the first movie and the origin movie and you're like, that was okay. I hope it gets right. better. And then they come out with a second or third movie that you're like, okay, well, now we're in business. This is what I wanted. And if this is where we're going with Moon Knight, I'll be on board. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Shannon, uh, before we get to Kalinowski, let's get to you. Thoughts on this finale here for Moon Knight. You know, in terms of the finale, I thought this episode was a lot of fun. I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff that uh, uh, that didn't necessarily get tied up from from a narrative uh, uh, standpoint. But in terms of action, I was like, "Hey, this is a blast!" Yeah. Um, looking at how big they went with the finale, I would I would personally say that like maybe you should have maybe we didn't need the giant kaiju battle in Cairo, and maybe. Put a little bit more Moon Knight at the beginning. Um, it was fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. And I thought uh, uh, Layla getting her, getting her, her superhero due. I thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still got a lot of questions um, towards the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be on the lower side of the Disney Plus series. But I was never bored in this show even though i don't feel like all the dots totally connected um i was never bored am i gonna revisit it maybe a little bit for episode five and honestly some of the battles in episode six because those are a lot of fun okay all right uh kalinowski let's go to you i mean this was the shortest episode of the series at 43 minutes and really 35 if you remove the credits in that post credit scene so thoughts on were you shocked that it was only 35 minutes really and did it and did it wrap up things satisfactory satisfactorily for you because you did like episode five yeah did this kind of uh uh do uh redeem the season for you so to speak not at all okay uh i let it the screen goes black and i was like what like what happened where's layla like what like do we get any reason why he would chain himself up in the sand around his bed did they ever explain that we, you, I think Shannon just mentioned about a lot of they chewed off or, or you know, in 300 minutes, you, you, it's not like you had a two hour movie. You're like, oh, we couldn't tackle everything we needed to. We tried to put it all in there and we just couldn't get there. You got six and a half hours. There shouldn't be plot threads. I, I shouldn't be left with more questions. I shouldn't be left with, and, and I don't mean a question. Like I know, I, I know where Mark's going. He, yeah, he's, yeah. his, he's, he's set. Jake's going to pop up and his, his avatar version will be this like tack white suit with the black undersuit moon knight kind of superhero-y 
look ensued. I think yeah. the three versions of them will have the three different outfits, but I like that idea. Uh, the kaiju battle was okay. Uh, Hero, I, but like I, the more I watch that trail that that season finale, I'm like, why do we need him in Bavaria? That one scene, we understood mm. that he had people and followers, but that whole thing, like, why do we need that? Mm. So it left me looking back on the five episodes that came before, going, why do we need this? Why do we need that? If this is what we all got, uh, Layla, the high high point of the year, uh, high point of the the six episodes for me. Uh, I have some questions about the dialogue that maybe my writer friends here can answer a little bit later when we get into it. Um, I think you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. We'll get into that. Your responses. Yes. Yeah, we'll get into that. So, yeah, it just it was fine. Like, I think the casting was spot on. I just now I don't know Muhammad Diab from anything else. Do you guys know what he's directed before this? Or it's just some smaller stuff and some foreign stuff for sure. But certainly he was brought over to give a very authentic Egyptian approach to this. Movie. And I was reading uh, to the series rather than I was reading in his interview, I think, with Hollywood Reporter. And he was talking about how people in Egypt see the Moon Knight series now as kind of like the Egyptian Black Panther. They feel so much pride with it. Now, I did see that. And I, it, it made me go, huh, because as a fan of the and again, this is the new interpretation. But I never right. knew the aside from Kanchu the Egyptian heritage was never a, his, his Jewish heritage always played much more into it than his, the Egyptian aspect of yeah. the comic. Yeah. They, he came to the tomb, raided it, killed people, went to America right, and was Moon Knight in America. So I, I understand where they took it, but, but to me, it, 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 I did not see that parallel with Black Panther and that was of the culture and that's how it's always been. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes any sense in, but, in the comics, but in the comics yeah, in the comics yeah, where yeah, yeah. I know they were taking this care. So maybe they said, you know what? Hey, we're going to d- dive into the Moon Knight, the Egyptian much more, and make it much more yeah. of an Egyptian superhero. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I'll say real quick, uh, I liked the finale and didn't like the finale at the same time. Reminds me of another recent Marvel property I've experienced. And th- this is the thing that I – but I come – I'm of two minds right now because, A, as I look at it as a series, did it wrap up everything I wanted it to wrap up? No. Did I like the jump in time? I actually didn't. It reminded me of the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, even though I liked that for the gutsy decision – I didn't like this for the gutsy decision because teasing a character that only you only show right at the end in a post credit scene, I think was a little bit of a swerve that I didn't 100% like. I would have liked to have seen this other side of him uh, consume the bloodlust. And that may just be a Disney Plus thing where they're like, you know, we don't want to show that stuff, so we're going to give you Moon Knight. It makes me worried for Blade. I'll be honest with you. It makes me a little worried for Blade that they're not going to go to that R uh, place or Werewolf by Night. They're not going to go to that R place. It does make me a little worried, but I loved everything with Layla. She was incredible. She was fantastic. Uh, everything that she went through, she was a central part of the first twenty minutes of the of the episode, where we, Mark was still kind of dealing with stuff in the in the uh, afterlife or in the underworld. There, so there's other things that were going on. I thought she held her own really powerfully as well. And then, but then again, as a Moon Knight fan and Kalinowski, you know this. There's not a there's not a um what do you call it? There's not a signature run of Moon Knight. Sinkevich who gets a nice shout out here, certainly introducing Moon Knight. So unsatisfactory endings are kind of part of being a comic book fan of Moon Knight when you've read his runs. <laughs> it's sometimes some weird shit happens, stuff that isn't hundred percent wrapped up or connected. And you're just like, ah, okay, but I still like the character. So I'm of two minds of the finale. 
in that as a comic book fan, I can't really be mad at it. But as looking at it as a series, I felt it kind of dropped the ball a couple of times for sure. Uh, but let's jump into it, break it all down for you. Mike, let's start with you, Vogel. I'll start with you. Uh, let's talk about the issues with Mark and Steven here. We see them coming together. We're doing storylines is how we're breaking this thing down. In case you're joining us for the first time talking this down, talking about this uh, uh, Moon Knight uh, series here. So Mark and Steven coming together here. Mark going back to save Stephen from Duat, them essentially gonna, you know, to handing him his heart and saying, You are my real superpower. Then Osiris opens the gates. They come back in, they become Moon Knight slash Mr. Knight and move in between both as they take out Harrow, helping uh, Scarlet Scarab and helping uh, um, Conchu take out uh, Ahmed and Harrow. And then in the end, as Michael, as Kalinowski pointed out, they're tied up to this thing. There's two goldfish there. So did you like the way they navigated and kind of wrapped up this storyline with Mark and Steven? And then, of course, introducing Jake at the end there as another element here, which we'll get to a little bit later. What did you think about how they handled this in the finale? So I thought this was great. I mean, I agree that Layla is one of the highlights of the entire season and the finale 100%. I think the Mark-Steven relationship and Oscar Isaac's performance between the two of them is also one of the standout parts of this that really, I think elevates it above some of the parts of the middle episodes where it dipped a little bit for me and kind of puts it a little bit higher in the Disney Plus series rotation. Um, You know, it was really interesting. We all kind of knew, and I think we talked about, like this whole series is about Mark accepting Steven, accepting uh, uh, his diagnosis, and looking at it as a strength more than a weakness. So we knew that was going to happen. So when when they got split apart last week... Um, you know, it was just going to be interesting to see how it was. And they handled it really simply. I mean, Mark got everything he wanted. If Mark, if Mark from episode one could have gotten rid of Steven and just had his own self and had peace, he would have chosen that. That's what he wanted. And to get to that ending where he's in the reeds, he's got it all. He's, he's done it. He's alone. The voices in his head are gone. The other personalities that he's had to deal with are gone. They're not there anymore. And... He doesn't want that anymore because Stephen is now that he's gone and faced his past, and we have seen his past, and we know why Stephen was created, and we know what he went through, and what Stephen went through, and what Mark went through. Mark now doesn't want to live without him. Like he realizes how important Stephen was to his life and goes back to him. And so that moment was great. And then you know, using a little bit of just like, hey, Egyptian gods gonna Egyptian gods are gonna Egyptian god. Cool. Isis is gonna be like, I love this moment. Y'all, that was great. Best thing I've seen in the desert all year. You can go back. I was like, great, I'll take it. It's wonderful. Um, And as Shannon said, I think going beyond that a little bit, uh, further into the show, but following the storyline, I think the way that they went back and forth between Moon Knight and Mr. Knight in the fight battles was uh, just amazing. Like, both that combined with Oscar Isaac just flipping back and forth between Mark and Steven as they were talking to each other was really effective. Like, it worked really, really well, and you really got that sense, both physically and from their performances, that they had really, really come together in a way that we hadn't seen up to this point. Yeah, and it's a great point you bring up, Mike, the way they were seamlessly flowing. I saw some people comparing it to Venom. That it was that kind of, it was better than Venom in the, their abilities to flow. This is definitely the better version of Venom for me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what did you think here, Shannon? I mean, we saw the moments where Oscar would like dial in to Steven, dial in to Mark, especially when he sees Layla for the first time after he's been uh, resurrected in essence and hugs her and then immediately becomes Steven as well, giving her all kinds of love and, and uh, credit. There's, he does a weird little head twitch. As an actor, are you watching all the work that's going on here 
with Oscar Isaac. And how incredible is it to have this guy, as Michael pointed out so astutely, you see Mark being this kind of jerk in the first opening episodes of the series. And then by the end, he is really surrendering his actual heart to Steven and apologizing to Steven. Hey, I should have protected you. I should have done this. You know, you saved me from a terrible existence when I was a child. I should have returned the favor when you come up. I'm sorry. You are my superpower, my real superpower. Oh. What do you think about how they, they kind of wrapped all this up? And then, of course, Osiris opening the door so they could walk through. What do you think? I mean, the the relationship between Mark and Stephen and the performance of Oscar Isaac, that that is what made the show uh, enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, as he was going back and forth, the moment that he stopped arguing with the reflections and he literally is seamlessly going back and forth between Mark and Steven, whether they're whether they're talking to Layla or talking to Khonshu, um, that was just really, really enjoyable to see. And I, I know I got kind of dinged in the comments at the beginning for saying, like, I didn't feel like there was a big enough distinction, which in that first episode, I, I stand by that. Yeah. Um, but you could really see it when when he's not playing off anyone and when he's literally going from from Mark to Steven in the same shot. And, you know, I mean, that was really, really impressive. The thing that I was a little confused by mm -hmm. was in the last episode, we find out that basically Steven um, emerged mm -hmm. as a way for Mark to cope with the abuse of his mother. But yeah. Steven doesn't remember this. So it's like, right. okay, is that where Jake came from so that is something that i'm a little i'm a little confused by but the performance and the storyline mm -hmm. I, I i thought was really really nice but vogel do you have a theory here it, no I've, I've had this conversation a couple of times i do think there's a confusing bit in the fifth episode because we see mark turn into steven yeah. as his mom is coming in and is about to beat him Right. And then and then Mark pulls Steven out and says, you were never supposed to see this. And so it's a little bit confusing because it does appear that Steven, not Mark, is being beat. But what Mark says exactly. And so I agree that I think it's a confusing bit of the, the way they handled it. It was hard to get all that stuff in there visually. And I don't know that they handled it exactly the mm -hmm. best way. But when you come out of that, what we what we hear Mark say, which is, I think, the more accurate thing is, you were never supposed to see that. You were the one that got to live the good life. So even though it appears that way, I do think Steven was the one that was insulated from everything and got to grow up thinking mom was great, mom was lovely. I talked to her on the phone. Yeah. Mark kind of knew the reality, um, but I think what we didn't learn and what we will hopefully learn going forward is that Jake got the shit end of this stick. Yeah. Like Jake, I think Jake's the one that got beat would be my guess. Yeah, and, uh, and and toughened himself up to take the beatings and be yeah. warped by the beatings to become this kind of ruthless, brutal, uh, violent guy, for sure. Uh, Kalinowski, thoughts on how they handled, you know, you, you were coming around on Oscar Isaac in the last episode. Did you enjoy what happened here with his acting in this episode? Did you enjoy the Mark and Steven kind of coming together here by the end, uh, uh, working together to fight Ahmed and Hera? Yeah, I... You know, I, I said a couple episodes back, I thought he might have been miscast in the mm. role, and that might still stay, but that's not to say that his acting is not phenomenal. I think the acting across the board with everybody on this show is phenomenal. They hired great actors to yeah. do great work. And and um, and again, this is not, uh, I've had to say this a lot to people just in other conversations where this is not the Moon Knight that I wanted, mm. but that's not to say it's a bad show. It's just not the show for me. Uh so that's where I'm, and it's a, it's a Mark Spector. When you when you love a character, you have in your head how it would appear, and if it doesn't come the way it does, 
on screen, you're kind of like, huh, and, and you're fighting it. Uh, I'm sure in a month from now, we'll talk about something uh, that's happened recently in the past month or so where I was like, ah, that's the choice that I wanted. And I think it's going to be awesome going forward hmm. uh, uh, with, you know, these superhero things. Um, so this, but the acting's great. I, I, but I was confused still on on the the changes that they happen sometime like back now because now this this finale made me rethink every episode before. So now I'm thinking mm. back to like the dating the girl that didn't know it was him and who was that, and I'm still confused on the room with with the version why he needed the sand and has chained himself. Mm. We never address. I mean, I mean do we? Did I miss why we needed it? You mean in the end, that? or do you mean at the beginning? Well, I think in the beginning. It, it, the, why the does end, he do I'm that assuming. in general? Okay. Why does in he general, do that? in general, because even though he didn't know that he was uh, a, a, a part of a personality of someone who was also tied to an ancient Egyptian god and was his avatar, he, he did know that he had gaps where he was waking up in places okay. where he wasn't supposed to be. Okay. So everything he does, like the the tape on the doors, the sand, the, everything, it's like, it's okay. just sort of be able to track, did I go somewhere, did I not? Let me try and keep myself, is, is what I, that's the way I took yeah, it. Yeah, that's the approach to it. And, so, and, yeah. and when we get to it, sorry, Mike, real quick, yeah. I can ask you, when we get to the ending there, when he is, you know, when he wakes up and He's back in his bed, and Mark and Mark is the dominant personality, and trips over the thing because he doesn't know he's tied to the bed. Stephen knows he's tied to the bed. Mark doesn't. Mark even comments on like, "God, you live in this shithole." Like he's making comments as if he's never been there almost. So just an interesting kind of now, switch there for sure. I do think Kalinowski makes it like I do think it's a good point that like that ending. It's like it you know, it goes boom, 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 and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's like you know you kind of get out there really fast. I think that. Thematically, and we talked about this in the first episode, you know, Kalinowski, for you, Mark Spector is Moon Knight. But for this series, we started with Steven. We met Steven. And then we, along with Steven, found out that Steven wasn't really real. That Steven yeah. was a part of Mark's personality. So I think it is kind of nice and important that we actually end the show with both Mark and Steven ending up in Steven's apartment. It's like this apartment that was for someone who was one of your personality that we yeah. don't all of a sudden end up in some place that like, oh, this is Mark's house and now Steven has to live here. It's like Mark and Steven are cohabitating and we end back in Steven's home. So it does sort of visually show that Steven has attained a level of status or importance yeah. within yeah. the body. Yeah, I, I think I just would have needed either a, a full episode of Mark mm. or and I would have needed uh, a very visual visual separation separation between the two all they did was change the part on his yeah. hair yeah and that was the two guys like but what one a part could it clean is shaven one could have had a nice like a big beard like make make a visual distinction between the two different oscar isaacs that was certainly uh, shannon's point in the first two episodes he felt yeah. like there wasn't distinct enough of a distinct There's, difference right. no no spoilers but what they're doing and you can see in the trailers with dr really. strange oh dr strange sorry sorry yeah yeah very distinct versions you of mean him. The, uh, the white right. yeah, yeah but that's not the same though that's not the same and because yeah, they're not i mean characters. they're different versions they're they're but not you can't the same body they're from you can't universe. have you can't show mark specter switch to steven and all of a sudden grow a beard or not grow a beard. Why like, not? You know what it's I mean? In like, his head. But we're not, because we're not doing Wonder Woman 84 rules here. Like, we're watching what's really happening. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. We only have an hour. Don't You're even. Right. You're right. I'm just going along for the ride with a giant hippo and a giant alligator. <laughs> but I'm going to go along with that ride. <laughs> it's a crocodile. Uh, and one thing I didn't notice. So, so one thing also that I was waiting for was his, because they did it in the post credit in the, credits the moon in the in the logo kept didn't it kept fuller and fuller but they never addressed the moon in his powers mm. and that's a huge part of it so i don't know if they just said you know we got so much going on we can't do that and i agree they had so much going on and they couldn't 
but I was waiting for like the phases of the moon to affect him more. And, and so, yeah, yeah they, they, certainly they picked and show, they picked and chose what to include from the comics and what not to include. And you're right. They kind of short shrifted the moon in a lot of ways Yeah, uh, with this moon night, which is kind of ironic <laughs> considering it's called moon night, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Cool. About power. I, I just okay. seen the chat. Someone's saying that it's not how DID works, but in the comics, Mark with his different personalities saw himself as Captain America, Spider Man, and Wolverine. Yeah, so yeah. It does work if you would physically it, see a different person. From what they right, do, he, do he like if he looked in the mirror and his Mark Spector had a beard and shaggy hair to Hi, be Shani. a mercenary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, that Shani. works. As long <laughs> no, as the but, people in the real world see the same person. But the difference is. Sees, but I mean, to that point, like in the comics, which is a visual medium where right. you can kind of play with perspective and yeah. whose view you're looking at. When we, the way that they've chosen to do this is, aside from when we are in the asylum, yeah. what we are watching when we see Steven or we see Mark, we are seeing what anyone else everyone would else see. Like, exactly. like if, if it would be very confusing if all of a sudden Mark yeah. had a, a mustache and a goatee. But then why the change in his hair then? Because that's so subtle that I think uh, you can that, accept that, it. That, 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 that. Either you know, column A or column B. You don't pick and choose from column A and column B. Well, Give us one or the other. Fair because enough. in a reflection, the part would be on the other yeah, side, sure. and they played reflections shut through the entire mouth. series. Shut your mouth. Drink your rosé and shut up. Speaking it's of true, a, though. Column B, like, 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 like if you the entire series we're playing, they're talking to each other through mirrors and reflections, uh -huh. and in a reflection, he didn't anything have a part, that's on the though, right is Mark. It was straight back. Listen. The part is Steven. You can't have it both ways. You can part, say you can say you want to see a physical differentiation, and they give you the subtlest form of it that would actually. Because I do think, just like to the to the DID point in the chat, okay. Okay. I think that Marvel and I and I, I I applaud them for this. Like in comics, so much, and this is throughout the history of comics, they would take diseases, disorders, different things, and not actually that. Hey, someone's got a split personality. Let's make them a crazy person. Like, and like, just use it for the gag or for the crazy origin story. Yeah. And, you know, Moon Knight definitely falls into that category. And I think them trying to take, uh, take the ID and actually be like, okay, we're going to stick with this. This is what this character is. This is what this character is about, but we're going to try and really do it in a way that feels as grounded as possible. And I think that doing things like not going, we're going to go crazy physical differences, I think is probably ultimately a smarter path to go down. So do you think then that's in the same sense, like where you've got someone like Raimi with what he's doing with the multiverse? And You're the one gone. that has the heart out. I want to make that clear. I know. I know. On this point. I'm All just right. saying. I'm just saying. Do you think a different director who would have leaned into it more to go, let's go crazy with this and show these different personalities oh my god hi shaney anyway yeah, okay. i'll move on i digress i'll right. I'll, I'll, I'll i'll yield my time your honor i yield my time <laughs> you can reclaim it later for sure uh you say column a column b let's move on to me may a column uh we're moving on to layla here okay thank you thank you oh thank you uh, layla here so Bravo. good in as the scar <laughs> absolutely loved her performance it grew every episode the more she got to do the more really we connected with her. I would argue that she was the most consistent throughout the whole series in that they, I felt like they wrote her really well. She worked well throughout the series. And then when she gets her powers here and, and becomes the avatar, the Scarlet Scarab, the idea that she could fight with those wings and whatever, it's not a leap in logic because you've seen her already kill and fight and do all these things ahead of time. So it was a great transition. We see her at the beginning here, you know, everything that she's going through, Shannon, 
and she's figuring it out and uh you know following harrow sneaking off into the back of the truck which is kind of weird i feel like harrow would have sensed her but whatever it's a leap you know you ignore that and she's in there she's gonna kill him and then gets talked out of it uh by talibet and 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 in the end she ends up accepting being the avatar she survives the destruction uh of that area and then comes out and does a has the fight and then has the reunion with Mark and kicks a bunch of ass and has that Egyptian superhero moment, which is a really sweet. It could have been played cheesy, kind of like uh, that's that's Captain America from the Falcon and Winter Soldier. This felt a little more organic. What did you think about how they kind of wrapped up her storyline throughout this season in the finale? I think she's been, as you said, John, she's been one of the most consistent performers throughout. I mean, that you know, she was given. She was given the right material. Her, yeah. you know, she's just she's an interesting performer that we like to watch. She looked really cool in action, and that's not, you know, that's not always easy. I mean, yeah. sometimes you have people who are in fight scenes that just don't uh, they don't look right. A lot of I quick mean, cuts. A lot of quick cuts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and she she looks like she's very physically capable. The moment that uh, Towerit offers, the, you know, the opportunity to become to become the Avatar. Um, well, first you see it with Khonshu and, and yeah. how, what a, what a hard line in the sand that is like, you know, you made his life, a a living hell. Like, no, why would I do that? Yeah. Um, but then watching, um, her with the sort of the powers of tower it, um, you see maybe the positive side mm. of being the avatar of an Egyptian God. I mean, you know, you, he had the Ennead and, you know, for the most part, it, it seemed kind of ineffectual. Like they didn't really do anything i think osiris or uh was it osiris or horus uh d- did a little something yeah osiris uh, yeah, yeah um but uh watching her i mean like i don't know why uh why the the uh, avatar for the hippo goddess would have wings hmm. um it doesn't matter though because it because it was cool i mean that was one of those things um so her i i mean i i i know they said that moon knight was a, a limited series but i don't know how we're not going to see her again despite the fact that by the end i mean her story just kind of end like it, it, yeah. it there's not really an ending i mean you don't check back in with her in the last no. few scenes of the show yeah no good. there's no riding off into the sunset like we have no idea what happened like she's I not actually in the bed that, with mark she's not I, in the bed she's not in the room at all yeah, yeah i mean and that's one of those moments that i'm like god that that may have been a nice moment that yeah. he wakes up there again by himself well you know with steven um and then you see her come around the corner like that i don't know i think that would have been nice i think it would have been nice to have a proper send-off because as it is as we know it's a limited series um, like, I don't know when we'll see Layla again, but I certainly hope it's soon. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. Mike, so much happened with her here. And uh, I thought of all the characters, I thought they wrapped up her storyline the best here, even though, as Shannon uh, correctly points out, we didn't get that last final button on everything. But that makes me think they've introduced this character and she's been pretty much the most um, lauded character and actress in the series so there's no way she's not going to appear in a marvel uh film or marvel uh property coming up uh at some point in the next couple of years for sure if not back for a season two or a midnight suns or whatever she seems to have come out the most interesting character out of all of this so there's no way they introduce her and just kind of forget about her right um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, you know, I think clearly everybody really likes her. Um, I would point out to Shannon that that hippopotamus does have a scarab on her chest. So mm, I'll accept matches. her avatar uh, having wings. I think we'll, we'll I'll go with it. I'll let him have it. Um, but yeah, I think 
I wouldn't actually also uh, dismiss uh, her amazing acting when she was transitioning back and forth between Layla and Tawaret. Like, yes. she, like, that was yeah. hilarious. Her whole back and forth between, oh my God, I'm so excited. This is going to be amazing. She's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it was really, really good. Um, her fighting was amazing. I just thought all around. I agree that, like, we got to that end, and I do think, like, where, if I was going to, like, really ding this finale for anything, it would be. I think all the scenes that happen into the end, into the post-credit sequence are, are are good and correct. But yeah, it kind of happened so fast that a couple things got lost. And I thought Layla was one of the things that got lost a little bit. But she was one of the highlights of the episode up to that point. And yeah, yeah I think, look, I don't think, I'm just waiting for the announcement. There's going to be a season two or these characters are returning in some other show like there's just got like there's no way you end a show you can tell the show like WandaVision has an ending where you're like I know these characters are going to continue to exist in the MCU but I get like there's not really I don't know what a WandaVision season two is like I understand that um I what was that face I'm just saying I don't know how they make a Wanda season two but go ahead yes keep going. well anyways uh, but yeah, I think that, but I think that with other shows, like with, with Loki, obviously there's a season two and we knew that. Yeah. And with Moon Knight, with that post-credit sequence, I'm kind of like, you don't save Jake Lockley till the post-credit sequence and not have more story to tell. So right. I think we'll probably be seeing Layla and Mark and Steven, uh, and Conchu and Jake and everybody, uh, sooner than we would have thought we would, would be my yeah. guess. Yeah. And, and my point about Wanda is that's wrapped up. That's why I was, I don't know how you see it, make a season two. Uh, that was pretty much a self-contained story in my opinion. So I, I wouldn't be surprised with this left, this left a uh, cliffhangers. The only cliffhanger at the end of WandaVision is what happens with vision. And that's right. clearly something completely different that probably has nothing to do with Wanda Cause that's not her vision. So it's a whole nother thing. So I, I can't imagine what they'd bring into this, but, um, and, and there's something you point out here, Michael, it, it's something to consider here on Twitter uh, earlier this week, Marvel studios teased the Epic series finale. Then they took that tweet down and change it to the epic season finale. And although this has been submitted for Emmy categories under the uh, uh, series category, um, it could be part of it could be maybe removed from that and submitted yeah. under a season if they decide to make the change. For sure, we shall see. Uh, Kalinowski, thoughts on Mia Kalamaui? And of course, this is a, um, a complete change for they took the Marlene thing as kind yeah. of like foundation and changed her completely and gave her. And although Mohammed Diab says she's not officially the Scarlet Scarab, they didn't call her that in the show. Yeah. Everyone else just assumed this, and it's a superhero that was a male I mean, superhero from the 1970s. I think it was killed in the 80s. Um, this pretty much seems like she's grabbing on and holding on and becoming this hero now. So what did you think about how they handled her here in this finale? I, I, they handled her the entire series so well. Like I, I was more invested in her than I was in Mark um, because it was a new take on a character that I was kind of new about, but wasn't ever invested in. So that's a great thing about the show. It took something that I know of and flipped it on its head and gave me something better. Yeah. Uh, I thought the suit looked great. I thought I have a little, well, if you're going to be super hairy and you don't have a mask on, your identity's kind of out there. You're not hiding your identity at all, but Hey, that's the design. You don't yeah. cover up, you know, uh, she looked great. I will say this if we're going to pick, cause that's what I've been doing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it just was and we have the two writers in the room so i throw this to them yeah how do you handle the oh are you an egyptian superhero yeah i guess i am that to me when, when i know there's all these people out there and they're creating their mcus and all this bs that they thrive on their fandoms mm -hmm. 
But there, I think that's the, the mouthpiece that gets the most vocal. But I do think there's an undercurrent of people that are just they feel a lot of times it's it's fan it's like it's spoon fed to them and, and, and forced. You know, people said about the Avengers Endgame moment, which I didn't have a problem with. But this just seems like it'd be like if Sam Wilson shows up, you know, the whole like, are you a black Captain America? It's like, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel sh- swings in. Are you a female superhero? Yes, I am. It's, it just was a moment of I know why they're doing it. It just to the writers. You think it was too on the nose? Is that what you're oh, trying to say? It was yes. too, too on the nose. Okay. You, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know why it was in there. Okay. Vogel, Vogel will have a better answer because that's why he gets paid the big bucks. But I can just tell you that <laughs> it's it did not bother me also because that question is coming from a child in a world mm-hmm. where superhero uh, superheroes exist, yeah. but yeah. none from their country. So, so something that is, you know, you're not wrong. Is it on the nose? 100%. But it, it, it didn't, it didn't bump me at all. Um, but also the Captain America moment at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier didn't bother me at all. I thought, yeah. I thought it was nice, but okay. I'm in the minority on that. Yeah. A lot of people thought she might be the young Ms. Marvel. And I was like, no, no, this is happening current time. This is not a different, completely different situation yeah. there. But there, what did you think, Mike? Uh, to answer um, look, I think, look, is it a little on the nose? Sure. Is there probably a way you could have had that moment and had it feel a little bit more organic? Sure, 100%. Um, But this is onto the category of, although these shows are uh, made and viewed by a bunch of 40-something and 30-something-year-old dudes who have been reading comics for years and feel like we have ownership on everything and please do this the way that we want it to be and if you don't do it the way we want, we're going to be very upset and why are you being like this? Get off my lawn. I'm very grumpy. The main audience for these shows are little kids. And to a little kid... The main audience? Yeah. Well, the the audience they want to reach out to, I think. You know what? The, 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 the 30 and 40 year olds who are all angry at, on Twitter and complaining about stuff, that's not who they really want. Yeah, yeah. Just like we watched Star Wars when we were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and we are still watching Star Wars in our 30s and 40s, the kids that are watching the Marvel movies today are the kids that are going to keep the MCU going for the next 30 years, not us. The ones who are buying all the toys and the Legos and everything else. I mean, don't get me wrong. Who's buying 30 it, and 40 year olds buy, are buying 30 and 40 year olds. Their parents are buying it, but they're buying it for them. And kids right. get to decide what they buy. And so what I'm saying is when you have those moments where a little kid says, it's are you like an Egyptian superhero? Oh, okay. Kids do get to decide what they buy. It's like literally I listen as the guy who worked at Hasbro and saw all the PowerPoint presentations. <laughs> Dad gets no dad gets no say in what gets bought. Mom gets a secondary say in what gets bought, but the kids dictate what they want and mom and dad are ultimately going to get the kids like, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to buy you. I'm not going to force feed you the brand that you hate. I'm going to get you the thing you want." That ain't and my so, upbringing, but okay. Go ahead. Yes, go like, ahead. Uh, <laughs> so my ultimate but so my ultimate point is when you have some of those moments in a Marvel show or a Star Wars movie or something that is definitely that kid-friendly, wow, that's awesome. You're amazing. Thanks, kid. Whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Even if it's a little ham-fisted, even kind if it's a little like, on the nose. Kind of like Wonder Woman 84, Wonder Woman and that little girl oh, in the mall oh, slides when they give a wink to each other. Kind of like, hey. You're a girl. You're a superhero. You just did that. Oh. That's awesome. It's like, yeah, girl, that was a good awesome. Moment, I thought. Yeah, no. Cool. If I was gonna do my top ten egregious moments like of Wonder that. Woman eighty four, that doesn't even make the top twenty. That move. That fine. That's fine. It's everything else that's garbage. All right, we. But we're not talking about that today. Let's move on. Let's move on. Jesus Christ. All right, let's uh, let's move on to Harold Kalinowski. I'll swing back to you first on let's this. Let's do one. it. Did you like the way this was handled? I mean, 
to me, this is the big strike against this series. I thought Ethan Hawke was overall boring and showed up every, you know, as I said, showed up every once in a while, ran out of things. And then at the end, you know, first of all, he, he goes through a hell of a journey in this finale alone, right? He ends up getting the power, starts killing off people, surrenders himself to Ahmed, says, uh, you know, his, his scales are unbalanced. So Ahmed's like, Ahmed said, your scales are unbalanced. He said, oh, kill me then. I, I live in service of you. Then doesn't, then fights Moon Knight, gets beat up, loses, gets Ahmed put into his body, gets put in the Sinkevich Medical Center, gets brought out, and then gets shot in the head. This I, Is this to pay him back for the comments about Wolverine and Logan? I wonder. Uh, they put him through the ringer in this series, and in the end, he's not a very memorable villain. I think this is the big, big strike for me throughout the series. Is I just didn't buy Ethan Hawke as some kind of ruthless villain or dangerous villain. He just seemed like a desperate dude who wanted to bring this uh, – I'm it to life. And as a cult leader, yeah. he ended up surrendering himself way too easily out of power. So I just was really confused by this. But what did you think about how they handled Ethan Hawke and wrapped up Harrow here in this season finale? And then again, being that this finale made me go back through and, and rethink mm. everything like soup kitchen, you know, lentil soup guy and this and that. And he'll, yeah. he popped in and out of the tomb for no reason and judging everybody. But I did like the scene where he was throwing himself going, hey, I, whatever you want. I know I'm not worthy. I'm no like, mm-hmm. so he was a true believer. He, I think the, the turn would have been, or the more expected would have been the Snidely whiplash. Like, no, I'm more powerful than you. And I'm going to kill you and take your avatar, take oh. your body. And I'm going to do it out. I don't care what you say. I am the bad guy. Right. I think it was a hundred percent true to the character. He's been the whole time. Like, yeah. I'm not worthy. Just like every other person I've judged, I'm not worthy, but I will do whatever you want. Uh, I think he got his comeuppance and it's well-deserved. I like we don't need to see him again. Okay. He's gone. Well, we won't. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, I know. Probably. So uh, I actually kind of liked it, but okay. also just because it stayed true to what we've seen the whole time, or okay. what at least to my. Uh, it opinion. was consistent. Consistent. Yeah, very consistent. Like that was. They didn't turn into like a you know the mustache twirling villain. Right. I was like, oh, he's he's a he's a devout believer in this cause and what it is. And if that means sacrificing himself, so be it. Fair enough. Yeah. Janet, what did you think about how uh, they wrapped up Ethan Hawke's storyline, Harrow's storyline here in the season finale? And let me throw something else out there. The big complaints about Marvel from the first few uh, projects were the villains, their issues with the villains. They had problems with the villains, and they had kind of fixed that issue. But then here comes another situation where the villain is essentially just the other side of the coin of uh, of uh, of Oscar Isaac and of uh, Mark Spector's connection to Kachu. He is connection to Ahmet. So we just kind of, did we fall back into the trap of the early Marvel villains here? Or did this somehow kind of rise above it and was satisfactory to you with how they handled Harrow in this finale? I mean, I think the the writing as a whole, there was a lot of, there were, there were some weaker aspects to it. Um, I, I feel like Ethan Hawke's performance with what he was given to do was fantastic. I mean, I actually really liked that he was a true believer and that he was immediately ready to fall under the sword. Now, and again, we, we, we construct our own versions of these stories in our head, but as cool as the Kaiju battle was, part of me was like, we didn't need this. Like, I didn't want to see moon. I didn't want to see a giant Kanshu fight a giant Amit. I wanted to see moon nights. Um, personally, I feel like the moment that, uh, uh, Harrow said, you know what? I'm gonna, yeah, take me. 
I think Amit should have killed him. And I think it should have been the most excruciating thing he's ever experienced. Mm. And then it's Moon Knight taking on Amit because that was the challenge was to stop Amit, not stop Harrow. Right. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was sort of that was I, I liked. But but again, I like the tag. I mean, I really like the tag where Kanshu was in his three piece suit. And then we get to see then we get to see Jake. I mean, I don't I don't know what the solution is there. Like in my head, I'm kind of like, oh, what a great what a great ending. But then I'm like, oh, but then that's then we don't get that great tag. And the tag ultimately is probably more important to the story going forward. So with what they gave him, he he did the best job with what they gave him. And I still think Ethan Hawke is a magnetic performer. Um, but yeah, I think it just sort of exposed a lot of the a lot of the holes in the writing game for this one. Fair enough. Uh, Mike, thoughts on this uh, with uh, with Harrow and with Ethan Hawke's performance? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Uh, and in the end, was it was it was he the kind of villain that you needed to have for this series? Because, I mean, Amit can't really be the villain who shows up in the last 15 minutes of the last episode. It should be, you know, you should feel yeah. this kind of weight and and worry and concern. Did you ever feel that way? throughout the series or was this kind of a fail for you with how they handled and wrote Harrow? I don't think it was a fail because okay. um, I think he served his purpose. I do think the first thing I thought by the end of the episode was, well, I guess Shannon's wrong. Harrow is not the next Thanos. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but no, I think, I think like, I think that, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I think that with everything going on and everything they had to establish, I think Harrow served his purpose perfectly. From a story standpoint, he got the characters where they needed to go. He got he he freed Amit. Mm -hmm. He was the host body that they needed to capture so that they could put Amit somewhere. And then in Mark's head, he got to represent you know, this whole idea of this doctor that was probably the best part of his character in the series. Um, so I think he served his purpose. I think if you all of a sudden made him some arch villain, like Kalinowski was saying he yeah. was glad he wasn't, but I, like, I think if you made him some arch villain who tried to make a move or he was more manipulative or he was trickier, it would have gotten really complicated. All that being said, I do think there was probably missed opportunities. There was probably things you could have done to make him more interesting. Like I wouldn't have changed the role he played and kind of to Shannon's point, I wouldn't have tried to change what happened i think where he ended up and the reveal of jake and everything was really well done yeah. but i think within that that's something where like what you do sometimes you get a script and you're like all right let's do a harrow pass mm -hmm. like the script is great everything's approved we're ready to go into production we think ethan hawk is going to play harrow we want to give him a little bit more to do let's just get a writer's room together let's spend a day and let's do a harrow pass let's go through and make him as crazy cool as we possibly can and then we're going to call it a day uh, and maybe they did, and this is where they got, but, you know, because I think he does have some fun. I know I know Kalinowski doesn't love the soup kitchen, but I love soup kitchen bad guy. I think soup kitchen bad guy that's like, hey, look, there's a goat. Like, that's great to me. And maybe if we had, like, doubled down on that a little bit more, he would have been a little bit more interesting. But I don't think he's, I don't think he suffers from the Marvel villain issue of the early days where it was just so two-dimensional. He had a lot going on. It just wasn't, there, there was a little bit more that probably could have been mined there. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I, I would have liked to have seen more because Ethan Hawke is a fantastic actor. Give him something more to do. And by making him a true believer, you are almost making him sympathetic because he believes in his cause 100% that he was willing to sacrifice himself for it. There's a no, there's a kind of nobility in that, whether, mm. whether that's the right term or not for it. 
There, the fact that he was willing to commit to that level shows a real dedication as opposed to a fake dedication or a nefarious dedication or a dedication with ulterior motives. He was fully committed. And in that way, you can kind of respect and understand that. And it makes him a little bit sympathetic. Uh, uh, well, well, John, to your point, too, that last scene in the car with Jake, you saw terror in his eyes. Yes. He's like, oh. Oh no no! Like he like he didn't want all up until then. He very calm and That's cool simple. and like I can. Yeah, I'm. I, this is the way it's gonna happen, and I know it's gonna happen, and we're in. This is this, and but then he's like, oh no no no! Don't kill me! Like he that was yeah. some terror on him, and yeah. you're like, oh yeah. So you it, actually it felt that for that moment because he was legitimately yes. showing you true fear. True yeah, fear that moment. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and he was in a in, in a, he was in a vulnerable position, sitting there as a uh, mental health patient. And then putting him into the car there to be killed by a leg crossing conchu with Jake's help. I mean, it just, it just, I don't know, just seemed like they, in the end, it was a weird uh, beat to have where he's somewhat sympathetic there at the end. All right, let's get to the big thing here. And I know you're running out of time, Kalinowski, but we got to get into this. And that is, did let's you like the fact that they made this jump with Jake Lockley not showing him yet again, destroying everyone around him, escaping Harrow? killing all those people, and then in the end, showing him there in the uh, post credit scene being the limo driver, not the cab driver, of SPKTR limos. Uh, uh, talk to me, uh, Vogel, first uh, here. Did you like the jump, or did it bother you? This has been splitting the viewers that I've seen on social media, uh, this decision here by Marvel and Mohamed Diab. I mean, to me, it's like it's like them showing their hand. Like this is where like when they when they didn't show it the when they when you had the jump and you didn't see anything that happened I was like we are getting more Moon Knight and I don't care what you are saying to me on Twitter and social media you are definitely doing more Moon Knight yeah. because if there wasn't more Moon Knight the mystery of who's doing this the mystery of who's doing this you have to resolve it within the series and the fact that we get to this big seminal moment at the end and there's this huge part and everyone's like what the fuck just happened and then you get to the post credit sequence and you see everything and like i think the way they handled it was great like Kanshu being a fucking tricky bastard and being like, like he is in the yes. comics. He always like, yeah, comics. exactly like he is in the comics and being like, yes, Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, I will free you. You are no longer my avatars. I'm not mentioning Jake, so, and you don't know about him, so we are all clear here. Like, and him kind of being like, like him kind of explaining that in the post credit sequence, revealing Jake, who anyone who's read the comics or anyone who's watched a YouTube video knew was coming, but is still kind of a cool reveal. Like, this is such a, there is clearly more story that you have in your head. Like, yeah. you know you want to do more because now we have an entire, Mark and Steven have felt like their life is good. Mark and Steven are great. Layla's doing well. They all go out at night and superhero together. Mark's still blacking out. Nobody knows what's going on. Like that's an entire, there's an entire season to be had in that or an entire, they appear in a Blade movie, like whatever it is, but yeah. like there's definitely more story. And so um, it didn't bother me because I was like, it made me feel, I got that warm and fuzzy Marvel feeling that they weren't going to end it and I was going to get to see these characters again. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Shannon, thoughts? I mean, uh, I said I likened it to the, the to the Mandarin reveal in Iron Man 3, this kind of removing this uh, moment. We didn't get to see him beat up and kill all these people. Is it a Disney Plus decision? Do you like this decision? Uh, and in the end, I mean, they're going to have to show Jake do terrible things now that they've introduced him into the mix here, right? 
I mean, if the uh, uh, process of the battle is as brutal as the results, I could see why they probably wouldn't want to put that on Disney Plus. But also, it keeps that mystery going of who is doing this, and and you know, like obviously, I knew I knew the broad strokes of Moon Knight. I knew I knew the names of the three personalities. I didn't know anything about them outside yeah. of Mark Spector. Um, but no, I thought I, I thought it was cool, and like e- looking at what we got, and even though I didn't agree with a lot of the structuring of what they did, I really don't see the room in those six episodes, even if they completely restructured it, I don't really see the room for a third, third personality to come in. Um, And also it gives them a a very interesting place to go. Um, Painting Khonshu as, you know, this, this tricky, uh, tricky bad guy that you guys say he is in the comics. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, if they do another solo moon Knight property whether it's a series or film or whatever um i feel like that's where i I feel like that's going to be the crux uh, of of that story is trying to figure out who who who's doing these things that mark nor steven can take credit for um so i really i really liked that post-credit sequence that was a lot of fun um yeah i mean i'm interested to see it i mean and and i'm i'm gonna make a guess that jake lockley is not latino in the comics no he's not no okay the, neither the is choice Mark to, and neither is steven yeah. the choice to to make him that i thought was great i was that's like that's oscar isaac i'm great. like that's really cool i mean i love the fact that this guy he 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 already looked so different but just hearing this different voice like the way he talks yeah. like when, he when looked he's telling different, the nurse you say. he, he, he it's amazing what you, it's amazing what can an actor can do without growing a beard. Well, he did uh, have a little bit of he did have a mustache. I, I Suddenly like, now we don't grow facial hair, but now we do grow facial hair, and it's okay. <laughs> okay. I like this point from uh, Rob L. Thirteen Godzilla. Layla saw the whole Jake fight. That may be why Layla's not in the bed with Mark and Steven there. Could she be. All the brutality. It's actually, well, it's actually, it actually is a good point because they kind of open that up at the end and she's like, Mark, what the hell was that? And yeah. that's kind of the last thing we hear from Layla. And again, that's a big, to me, that is a big flag yeah. that we have story to pick up on because basically you can pick up whether, it's, again, whether it's in a movie, another movie, a different series, a Moon Knight season two, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But this whole idea that Layla's like, whoa, like when we were in Egypt, like what the fuck, Mark? Right. Like, was that you? Was that Steven? And they're both like, no, it wasn't us. And she was like, well, what? Like that just kicks you off into a season right away. And there's all, there's already conflict between your two main characters. So that very well could be the reason that we just didn't see her for those last couple scenes. Yeah, we've seen, Kalinowski, we've seen Bushman reference, but it could be possible that it was Jake who came out and killed all those people and her dad uh, in that whole situation. Yeah. As that person came out and did these things. Maybe Mark or Steven is somewhat aware that Jake is in there at least shades of it possibly. So what did you think about them making the jump in time where we didn't see Jake yet again, kill a bunch of people and we see his reveal in the post credit scene. Did you like that? Yeah. I mean, we all thought he was going to pop up earlier when that, they had that sarcophagus and they're like, you know, in the, the dream world and stuff. So we thought he'd pop in earlier. Uh, he didn't. I, I thought the way it handled was great. I, I like that uh, hearing you guys talk and you know, Season two, whatever the way they're going to do it, will come up. I don't want a whole season of them now. Who's what's this Jake personality? Where did yeah, he evolve from? The beats from don't this repeat. The, yeah, and, but right, right. it's Good it point. seems like audience would be like, well, how did this happen? And I'm like, just jump in and we go. He's there. He's got another personality. But you need to establish why it's three. Yeah. 
like why aren't there 10 why isn't it this like a character from you know split or glass where he's got 24 personalities like why is it only three that he has um so i don't know where they go with i i I don't know. They're they're in a tricky. They painted themselves into an inter- interesting position right now, right? Because right. Layla is an Egyptian superhero now who will be in Egypt, right? Will this will she be brought out of this to the other world, or does it come to Egypt? The, the areas that they deal with, because Mark, will, I think, will be staying in London, mm-hmm. and Blade well, and Black Knight are in London, right? Because of the end of Eternals, does she travel to London with him? Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Well, they just is there. Egypt- Egyptian heroes can travel outside of Egypt. No shit. No shit. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Is there significance to the number three in the comics? No, it's just, just three. He was oh, at three personalities. Okay. Three personalities. Yeah, okay. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. He just had three. I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I personally don't care for another. I, I would rather him. He seems to me like this can be a character that works better when he's popping up in other people's things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I, I didn't like it. And I, I'll be the person who sticks out from the three of you guys. I, I didn't like it. I, I, I wanted to see him fight. I want to see him do all these kinds of things. And I wanted to see that ending where Layla just kind of, you know, the pan over and Layla's looking at him with complete horror, just complete horror at what this guy's able to do. Remember, Layla only said she's a temporary avatar. So we don't know if she's going to stay the Scarlet Scarab or not. That's up to her to decide that or if it's only going to be at certain moments. We don't know. Uh, what that whole arrangement's going to be like. So I would have liked to have seen that. And th- and that would have made the ending for me even more powerful that we see Jake yet again. Because why does Jake stop short of killing Harrow so that Mark can take over? Did he hit the kill limit where Mark now takes over uh, when, he, when he goes too brutal? I don't know. So Jake still got to carry out his plan. And, and is Concho waiting for, for Mark to become Jake in order to set this whole thing up? Or does or does he in, or does he um, initiate the change to Jake? Those are questions that I have, and I also think a little bit of the criticism that I've seen from a number of people was, what was the whole point of this series if at the end he's still got another personality to deal with? And I understand that, but by the same token, I also look at it and go, well, it's a journey, and this is this part of the journey. Now there's more journey for him to go, as is with any mental health thing. Climbing out of it is always a journey. That takes a while, so eh, we'll see how it I, goes. But I would have liked to have seen some fights myself, just, personally. You know, yeah, yeah. To, to address the point that I'm saying with the traveling, the whole point of 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 Layla and a lot of the dialogue was the fact that we have a, now an Egyptian superhero. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Wakanda. We have Wakanda now in this. They yeah. Wakanda forever is going to take place in Wakanda. Yeah, it's so. I'm saying what stories and where the stories and other characters involved in the Egyptian mythology are going to set place in this world she lives in england but yeah. this whole point and the thing was like now we have an egyptian superhero and that in the eyes so if you're going to create that then embrace that where you're talking about egypt being seen properly and that this whole this whole point of directing this movie he wanted egypt to be seen not like it's seen in other things where it's depicted he wanted to depict it how it is so yeah. that's the setting if this is this character going to stay there we're we going to see more characters in this setting is that a world they're developing so that's what i'm saying yeah i'm not saying well, hey she's going to team up with mark and the Midnight Suns, I'm saying she will be in Egypt. What stories are going to be told there then? 
That's right, what I'm but saying I think, for the travel But I think thing. that just like just like Khonshu was running around, like I think that I don't think that Egypt is, I, and I can't speak for all of Egypt, but I don't think that Egyptians are like, yay, we have an Egyptian hero who's going to be running around Egypt, but there is a hero. Just like, yes, Wakanda is a place that is going to be used a lot in the MCU, but we didn't meet T'Challa for the first time in Wakanda. We met him right. in the Civil War. He was okay. in other places. So I think that the idea of having an Egyptian superhero having superheroes that are tied to the Egyptian gods, using the Egyptian pantheon of gods in your sort of world and like weaving them into the MCU. All of that is great, no matter where Layla is and no matter where Mark is. And I think that it okay. can happen anywhere. Yeah, okay. anywhere, including South America, Central America, Mexico, Spain, just throwing it out there. Maybe we get a fucking hero once in a while. I'm just throwing it out there for God's sakes. This Philip Bryan led to the super chat. He said, Edward Norton played multiple personalities perfectly with no physical differences besides his own acting and posture. Hashtag primal fear. Oscar, Oscar nailed it too. Great work. Not saying Agreed. he didn't, but you're saying well, it's a visual medium. It's a, Make, it's a comic book. Make a comic bookie. Yeah, well, you, yeah, exactly. Uh, fair enough. All right, uh, let's get to some stream labs here real quick. Kalinowski, uh, do you got to go or can you stick around for these stream labs? For you boys, let's do it. Okay. Francisco Lopez sent a, a three-tier uh, uh, here, uh, Streamlab. Hey, guys, I'm Mike Kalinowski. How you doing today? Overall, I really enjoyed Moon Knight, and I really liked the last episode. But my problem with this episode is the end and the post credit scene, which we were just talking about. I feel like something was cut in the end, like they were supposed to have another scene after Mark woke up. And my problem with the post credit scene is that I don't think we're, we're not going to have a follow-up on this scene. There's no season two of Moon Knight so far, and I don't think they're going to address this in any upcoming MCU projects on how Mark and Steven feel and Jake Lockley and Conchu's betrayals. What do you guys think? And have a great day and night, Geek Buddies and Mike. So. Yeah, I, mean, I think we've. I mean, I've, I've already at least stated my opinion on it yeah. that I would be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think ultimately, I guess, and I don't, you know, streaming services don't really reveal their numbers, but whatever the numbers are on Moon Knight, like if not a lot of people yeah, watch Moon Knight, I know that. Right. Now. What? It was below Hawkeye. Right. Yeah. Now. So it's a, it depends like how Disney Plus and Marvel are feeling. Like if they think there's more to Moon, there's two ways you're going to see more. Mm -hmm. One. They're planning a season two of Moon Knight. They want to do more Moon Knight. They're going to announce there's a season two of Moon Knight. Two, with the introduction of Blade, with the introduction of some of these other, the Black Knight, some of these other characters, even though we're not going to get more Moon Knight, we're going to see Moon Knight show up in some other stories and we're going to carry through the Jake Khonshu story, hopefully Layla as well. Yeah. I, would, I also think uh, they were probably surprised how much people responded to Layla. I think they thought Layla was awesome. I think they were really excited about her. But I think the complete embracing of Layla as a hero that has happened on social media is probably more than they had hoped for. And so there's probably meetings right now where they're like, okay, where else? what else can we do with Layla? Yeah, it's amazing what you can do with a character when you introduce them for the first time and you flesh them out and don't turn them into a, a damsel in distress for a majority of the time they're on screen. It's amazing what can happen. Uh, uh, see here, uh, Transit of Mars says the post credit scene had a QR code to a comic where Moon Knight goes against Kang. That's right. Who knows what that could be hinting towards? Yeah, Kang versus Moon Knight would be pretty awesome, uh, for sure. Maybe Moon Knight's gonna show up in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which we're gonna get to see sooner now. That's true. That's true. Maybe that's why they moved it up. It's a very real possibility, Shannon. Uh, gentleman underscore scientist says, uh, Hi, Geek Buddies and Kalinowski. I'm confused. Harold became an avatar, right? Why didn't he? Uh, <laughs> why didn't he get a costume? Why do some avatars, Mark and Layla, get costumes, and others, Harrow, Horus, Tefnut, Isis's avatars, just wear normal clothes? 
Thanks. A valid question, I think, gentlemen. Um, I think Khonshu is a showier god, ah, and Towerit hasn't had an avatar in a while. It's like, hey, let's give you some new threads. So, um, hey, it, um, it was like, here's a purple robe. Go do some shit. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I did like, and I'll, I'll say this, because, again, yeah. it seems like I'm critiquing everything. I did love how each of Mark's personalities had a different suit. Like, I love that. And yeah. I think we, when we get Jake, he'll get the more superhero-y armored look that they've done. With, I think Declan Shevley has right. created. So I, I love that. Okay. You know, I think it's maybe how they see themselves, you know. I, 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 could, I don't have an explanation for that. But, okay. yeah, it's a good Fair point. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Can I ask what the hell me? happened with the girl? Was it was it ISIS? Yeah. Oh, no. What uh, happened to her? Not ISIS. What was her name? She was in the. the she was yeah, the one yeah, whispering yeah. in his ear, like, "Dude, do this." What happened to her? Yatsil. Yatsil. Right. Right. What happened to that her? That whole that whole God scene. That whole God scene irked me. I, I um, want to. I want to bring that up as as the next point. Yeah, so, okay, Michael, right. you want to, Vogel, you want to address this real quick? Uh, no. What maybe. are we addressing? The oh, costumes. Har- yeah. Listen. Yeah. I here. listen. I think. I think that that probably if you were going to be fair and balanced, they all should have had cooler costumes, but I don't know what the costume budget was, so that's why <laughs> some people just got some suits. You're a budget on Disney. I hate when people say that. It makes no you, sense. Yeah, you do know that everything has a budget. But how they're Disney they're big God. budgets. They're big budgets, but they're yeah. still budgets. Like when when you go, why was this episode this many minutes when you had a giant kaiju battle and all this ha- like even the biggest movies in the world, you're like Okay, guys. Well, here's how much money we're giving you to make this super big move. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But this is the money you got. And Disney's got that loyalty card to uh, Men's Warehouse. So suits, True. no issue. There's only one cane that was available. Uh, FM underscore Delico is last stream that we have so far. Says enjoy the hell out of these reviews, guys. Much love and support. Can't wait for the Kenobi reviews at the end of the month. Yeah, that's certainly coming. Certainly, Kenobi is right well, on. Well, hello the there. <laughs> Was that your? <laughs> you mean like you did with your father? That was, I didn't do a voice. Picture. I just said the lines, Kalinowski. Oh, there was God, a bit of an accent to it. it was, nah. Do it again. Let me hear it again. No, I'm not going to do it for you. I'm, I'm staying on longer than I need to, so you do it again. Oh Jesus! Oh, there's a strong statement. Hello there. <laughs> oh wow, that was really good. Boy, you know, it needs to be asking right. to do it. Like you mean like you did with his dad? Boom! Zinger! Um, <laughs> someone said he was more burnt than. Uh, um anakin on uh michael brings it up here let's address it i and i wanted to bring this up because shannon was the only one of us who enjoyed i think that scene in the uh, uh pyramid in giza the pyramid of giza earlier on in the first few episodes um shannon nothing happened here it did it, it, i mean they, they these were actors they, they purposely cast barely okay actors to play these roles because they're forgettable and these were forgettable roles and they did nothing overall to help except osiris going let me open the gate and then dying i mean there really was no point to this Ennead. so what was the point of the Ennead to even have it in this series oh no i've spoken i've been very vocal about the fact that i think that there were some there were some holes in the writing game on this that scene the introduction of the scene i i I like i like the concept of that scene that's a fun scene in in terms of the actors i feel like they they are given uh they they did what they could with the material they were given yeah yeah fair enough okay how many times i've been on a set with two lines and be like i could turn this thing into its own spinoff but i can't sure 
I, I don't doubt that at all. Vogel, what did you think about this? <laughs> well, and actually, they do. I was talking about this with uh, with Doctor Strange with someone last night, but it applies here too. That sometimes a simple line can explain a lot. Because mm. actually, the reason none of those other avatars are wearing superhero outfits is because those avatars aren't out there doing shit. Like they actually like do observing. make a point. Yeah. yeah, they're observing. Like they do make a point that they're like. We don't interfere anymore. So if you're not interfering, you don't need golden wings and a cape. Like you just need a suit. You're observing. So I do think there's probably a justification, but it's not said. And the other thing that really irks me is it feels like those gods were just set up yeah. to stand there and believe Harrow, yeah. who is like the least believable person. Like Harrow walks in looking like crazy face villain from the 1980s. Yeah. And they're like, hey, this guy says you're trying to release Amit. And he was like, why would I ever do that? That's a horrible thing. He's got many personalities. You should believe me, not him. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And then in the sixth episode, they're like, what's happening? And they're like, someone's trying to release Amit. And they're like, Harrow. And I'm like, wow, okay, good job, guys. Good job, good observing. Yeah. So it it really irks me when you have a scene of a bunch of um, ostensibly intelligent people who then make the most boneheaded move possible yeah. just to move the plot forward. So the whole like, in addition to them not really going anywhere and not having a bigger story about what happened with the Pantheon of Gods or the Ennead and why there was two missing and the thing and the museum and all that stuff, I just wish they had been a little smarter. I agree a thousand percent. Uh, Kalinowski, how'd you how'd you feel about how they handled this? Uh, well, I forget. Like one thing in the sixth episode that made me realize, like they were found really easily. They just kind of walked in there again. The yeah, chamber was like did. in that pyramid. I was like, weren't they hidden? Didn't they have to like really this, that was not a chamber room? of secrets. <laughs> oh God, like yeah, I was like, we're oh we're back. You just yeah. got in here. How did you just find them? Yeah. Like yeah, that was yeah. Every one of these Marvel series has a has a storyline you're like it, why is this it here? always seems like they've got so many threads and then they get to the episode six like oh we gotta wrap it up yeah damn it we forgot it's, it's, it's like what you knew from the beginning what you were doing what happened what's with know. the black smoke and the polar bear it's the lost thing you just get so yeah um all right any final words here as we wrap up thanks everybody for the stream labs and super chats you know it's only a 35 minute episode so there isn't that much to explore Michael, any final words on this? And what's your thoughts on the series as a whole now as you look back on it with just a little bit of time from the finale? Um, I I enjoy it. Like, it, like it's not it's not my least favorite Marvel show. It's definitely not one of the top ones, but I think that what is your kind least of, favorite? Uh probably Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I think. And I and I like Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I think yeah. there's a lot to like about Falcon and Winter Soldier. There's stuff I enjoy, but if you line all the Marvel shows up that we've had so far, I think that's probably the one that sadly didn't quite come together as much as they wanted it to. Okay. Um but I think that Oscar Isaac's performance, the weirdness of the show, uh and kind of just the fun of the Egyptian gods, I think kind of really did elevate it. I think it really was a lot. I think um the first two episodes were really strong. The, th the third and the fourth episode kind of really brought it down a little bit. The fifth episode was the peak, and I think the sixth was a nice, solid landing. Yeah. Level 2 said his least favorite DC uh, Marvel series was World War II. <laughs> 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 Yay! <laughs> Shannon, thoughts on, thoughts on uh, um, uh, this series as a whole and where it lands for you uh, in the uh, list of the Marvel Disney Plus series. And any final thoughts on, on the series as a whole? 
I mean, not really. I mean, I, I hope that we get to see Oscar Isaac again, and I hope that yeah. we get to see Layla again. Um, I, I don't think it was a complete creative misfire, um, but I think watching, I, I don't know, a lot of people like this show. A lot of people like the show online. I think I might be in the minority here, but but I, this is one of those like, hey, if we could go back and try get have another shot at this, if there if there would be if there would be changes that that would be made, and in terms of where it where it sits, I mean, it does right now. It sits on the bottom um, because wow. even though I didn't love, I didn't love Falcon Winter Soldier. My <clears throat> sorry, my <clears throat> my Captain America love extends to Sam and Bucky, so Perfect. I will never put Falcon Winter Soldier <laughs> completely on the bottom. Okay, um, fair enough. All right, uh, Kalinowski, any final thoughts on this yeah. episode and the series as a whole? I thought the episode left more questions than answers uh again i i was coming into this as a huge moon knight fan and they needed to make a character that was not widely known or loved or having a definitive version of it palpable for the mass audience that is now part of the mcu these the fandoms of all different ages that have loved this mcu and now they're introducing new characters so i admire what they did i love the mr knight which i don't like mr knight in the comics i love the way they did him so there's that layla Chef's kiss to this character, this actress. I want to see more. I will, I'm more excited to see where she's going to pop up next than I am uh, Mark. Even though, if, even if she pops up in America, and not, <laughs> but no, I'm joking with that. But it's a good thing Oscar she can Isaac, fly. Oscar Isaac. I, I just don't want the next time we see him to be more questions than answers. Hmm. I want to see because I do think he can fit in with like the Black Knight and Blade and that kind of stuff. I do think because remember the beginning of this show they were teasing jackals and werewolves and these yeah. monsters so if they could um it is definitely on the bottom of, of the of the shows and if you would have said this two years ago when these were announced i would have said that's gonna be at the top of my list that's gonna be number one up there with hawkeye yeah uh and the way it was is like is hawkeye your number one yeah it wow. that hawkeye hits it's the combination of the show the the run of mm-hmm. uh, matt fraction david aja the yeah. christmas setting it just hits on all cylinders for me captain yeah. america it's up like on the bottom is Loki. This wow, Scarlet Witch. Shit, we couldn't yeah. be. Wandavision is on the bottom. Yeah, I think three episodes were phenomenal, and then they became Agents of Shield. Yeah, I'll tell you, invoke Ooh. AOS. Don't invoke yeah. AOS with the one. I will. I will. Oh, I just mentioned online. Like I don't get the, the, the disdain the for what if that a lot of people are doing. The what? We would leave it, and I'm just like, what if I thought it was just- brilliant. There's disdain for what? Well, if? people were people were doing their rankings, and for the majority of the people I saw, what if was the bottom? Oh, I think. And that's someone just made a... a great point. They said, "Mike, it's you got to remember your audience, and it's animation, and there is a dissonance that people they just kind of just of ah, it's animated." I was like, "No, what's happening in that show is directly impacting what's going on right now." Yeah, uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. One day, I, so I, yeah, Loki, I, Loki you know, is... great acting. There were some things that they did that I didn't expect that I do like now, uh, but there's some other stuff that didn't land but again i was not the target audience for this show they needed to broaden this character so yeah, yeah to each his own I, I will say overall um i you know i i like this i like this as an attempt at moon knight but i do think it fell short and unfortunately as a moon knight fan there was much more that they could have explored here and i would have liked to have seen as you guys have been commenting more moon knight i would have liked to have seen more moon knight We've got maybe less than 12 minutes, maybe 10 minutes overall total of Moon Knight in all six episodes of the series. And that's 
a little bit of a letdown for those of us who are fans of the comic, fans of the character. And I get it. You want to build the inner life. You want to lay the foundation for this character. You hope more is going to come from him. So right now, that's how I look at it. Down the road, if we get three seasons of Moon Knight and we get Moon Knight showing up in all the movies, then I'll look at it completely differently. But right. For right now, it's a little bit of a misfire for me, and I would have liked to have seen a little more, especially when you cast someone as incredible as Oscar Isaac. And he was damn good throughout the uh, series. I would have liked to have seen him do more as a superhero, get more chances to play Moon Knight, get more chances to challenge as Moon Knight in fights and what have you, having to work his mind a little more, figure all these things out in terms of fighting sequences. I would have liked that a little bit more. But I did enjoy Mia Kalamaui, and she is absolutely someone that I want to see more of in the MCU. And sadly, I hope uh, Tauret goes with her because I want to see Antonia Salib keep voicing this character in multiple things in the end, multiple projects, oh. projects in the MCU because she was the unsung hero of the night of the series really <laughs> over the last three episodes. For well, sure. And they're really, again, this is where, this is where the, if there isn't a season two, it'll be a shame to me because yeah. the contrast of Mark, not Jake really having, uh, being Conchu's avatar, but yeah. Conchu being a son of a bitch and being a tricky bastard and Towerette being like this lovely, like, Hey bestie, like, let's have some popcorn and talk about how we're going to save the world. Like, it's just such a great contrast yeah. that it would just be awesome to be able to see that play out more. I agree. And plus, Tower had said, I met your father. I walked him into the field of reeds. And so there's even a stronger collection, connection rather between them that could be explored more here in the MCU if it goes forward. And I hope it does. I agree with you. I want more. I would like more series. I'd like more seasons rather. And then maybe into the movies. There's also a hungry, hungry hippo joke that just has not been made yet that just needs to get made somewhere. That's fair. All right, let's get on out of here. Thank you all so much for joining us live here on this uh, breakdown and spoiler review of uh, Moon Knight. Oh, we got one last stream lab. Let me read it real quick. This is from Carol. Hi, guys. Missed most of the show because I just got out of Doctor Strange again. I know Vogel saw my tweet last week. Now it makes sense that they had episode one and five written when they were pitching the show. The end was rushed and some of the middle was filler. Also, while I appreciate all the Egyptian representation, the absolute lack of Judaism was bullshit. Wow. The Shiva and Yama, Yamaka were nothing, and I would, and it was such a disservice to the character. They might as well have not even bothered to include um, anything. I, I think I'm going to let Michael answer this one uh, as the Jewish person of the four of us. Uh, oh, Michael. yeah. I, I actually am curious of what Kalinowski says because he okay. knows the character more, uh, but, like, but I'll speak first. Please do. <laughs> No, I look. I said this last week. Like, I I don't know enough about the character to know how much Judy uh, the the Judaism played, which is what I think Kalinowski can speak more to than I can. Um, I I like that we saw Shiva. I like that he was wearing the yarmulke. Like, I like that was enough representation for me. But that's because I guess I I think that given who Moon Knight is, I don't know that he needs to be the great Jewish superhero. Like I, I think there probably is a superhero out there that maybe doesn't exist yet that just embodies Judaism Sabra. in a, uh, yeah. That's yeah. Sabra. Yeah. So like there's other characters out there that I might think that I think might do it better. But again, that's cause I don't really know Moon Knight as well. So Kalinowski. Well, I always think of Mark in the comics, like Matt Murdock and his Christianity. It, mm -hmm. it, it yeah. is an important part it's of the character, there, but it's, it's not there. Important. It's not, yeah. but to a lot of people at this point, and, and, and Mohammed was keep saying Egyptian superhero, Egyptian superhero. It's like so many people look at Mark Spector as their Jewish superhero, and that was kind of sidelined for an Egyptian superhero. Which, yeah. And I say this as a fan of Moon Knight. Moon Knight was always, he was go to Khonshu, Egypt, rob the tomb, get invested with the Avatar, and then came and was in New York. So 
that was a decision. Just, we're going to set this in Egypt. And again, you need to because it differentiates itself from everything that's come before in the MCU. Another M New York hero. We don't need that. So there was a conscious choice to focus more on the Egyptian than the Judaism. Yeah. So you've got to have to look at the people that are Jewish that sees a Jewish superhero. This is an actor, a character Jewish. You know, where's my Jewish superhero? So it, it's a no. point to be made. And it, and, and, it yeah, was and, kind of sidelined. And I don't know what Mohammed Diab's um, religious orientation right. is. I don't. If, if he's Jewish or not Jewish, and if he's Arab and not Jewish, then that brings up the issues of like, why did you sideline the Judaism to really focus on the Egyptian Arab yeah. part of these things? So there's certainly some arguments to be made here and absolutely valid arguments uh, absolutely. To be made about how they represented Judaism in only a cursory way, as opposed to diving into more of it. But again, this is just one season, so there may right, be more right, right, of right. that. They may rectify that down the road. And someone mentioning that Kitty Pride is a Jewish uh, superhero. That Kitty Pride is my is a, she's an MOT for sure. That's right. And one last thing, a question for Vogel is uh, is Tower related to the Queen of Hippos for My Little Pony? Is that is that a is that true? Is that the rumor true? Yeah. When Twilight Sparkle was looking for the Queen of the Hippos uh, before she realized it was the Hippogriffs, she absolutely would have found Towerette. That would that is that is. That go. is how I'm going to rewrite that in my head. That is the fanon canon that I am writing for myself. So anyone can take that with you as well. When you hear Queen of the when you hear the Queen of the Hippos, that's our girl. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's get on editor. Thank you all so much for watching our live spoiler review here for the Moon Knight season finale, Gods and Monsters. Uh, we appreciate all the Streamlabs super chats. Uh, love the chat being vibrant. Please hit a like on this video as we're wrapping up. And if you're watching it later, leave a comment down below. Shannon, what do we have to tell them? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies on Instagram, at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you would like to follow Mr. Vogel, it is at MK Toon. If you would like to follow Mr. Roca, it is at the Roca Says. Mikey? Um, if you like John Roca or any of his other personalities, Shannon McClung, Mike Vogel, or Mike Kalinowski, here's what you can do to help all of us out. Uh, definitely, like John said, hit the like button below, leave your comments, let us know. You guys have been great in the chat, but put it in the chat below as well. What did you think of the show? What do you hope we see next out of uh, Moon Knight, Layla, everybody else? If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere podcasts are available, leave some stars, leave some comments there. It helps us go up in the rankings so more people can find us. And as always, the best thing that you can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, and tell all your buddies to hang out with the Geek Buddies. That'd be great. And a big, big thank you to Mike Kalinowski who joined us for the run of these moonlights. Thank you, Mike. Gentlemen, a pleasure always. You guys, anytime you need me, I'm always there for you. I, 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 we banter, we bicker, we go back and forth, but it's all about love. And that's what you guys founded the Geek Buddies on. And I'm a pleasure, an honor to be to be an honorary Geek Buddy with you boys. Anytime. Thank you boys. so much. Pleasure. And, and Mike, please, where can they find you and yes. plug anything you got plug in, you need to At plug Mike Kalinowski on Twitter. I've got my uh, brand new book out there. About if you're a James Bond fan, it's uh, Bond, James Bond, Exploring the Shake and Insert History of Ian Fleming's 007. Available where all fine books are sold. Yeah. Uh, are you doing a podcast with Brad about this as well? Or we is have, well, Mr. Mr. Gilmore has been uh, married. He's a newlywed. So he went yeah. off to the Bahamas. Uh, so we are definitely we were doing breaking down each movie, but about a half hour quick little bits. You can listen to in your car, kind of giving you a hype of what the book is. There you yeah. go. There you go. He's off in the Bahamas doing his own James Yes, he Bond. is. Sure, for sure. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Have, have a great weekend. Enjoy Comic Book Day tomorrow. Go buy a comic yeah. book. Great comic Book Day. Supported. Maybe grab a, a Moon Knight comic book, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new. Oh, wait. God damn it. 
Much love to Carbon Health for powering and sponsoring us. Go to CarbonHealth.com. Go and get checked out. Go and get a physical. Go and over there and get. They've got virtual care, in-person care, all kinds of things available for you. They got 100 plus locations all over the country. 50 plus locations in California. Go get a physical. Physical. Download the app and put a doc in your pocket. All right. Uh, go there. CarbonHealth.com. Thank you all so much for supporting us, empowering everything we do here on the Outlaw Nation channel and the Geek Buddies. All right. That's it. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review episode here from the Geek Buddies. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.